So Sam, you, you do you know what a buster call is? What? <laughs> no. <laughs> you never heard the. So basically, there's a show called One Piece, and they there's a thing called a buster call where the government comes in like full artillery, all military, and they just blow the shit out of an island. Now, imagine like if you throw your D and D players into a situation where there's cannons going off everywhere, the whole place is under attack as the government's just like, boom, get rid of it. Can't have this town. They know too much. Basically, what you're telling me is you want to send the SWAT team at a guild. <laughs> you want to get them raided? Is this what you're telling me? <laughs> well, I, I mean, you know, uh, getting swatted in D&D, that yeah. should probably be a norm. Swatted? I mean, I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> I mean, that's a vibe check for the murder hobos. If the if the world government's like, hey, no, you've gone you too far. There's been a string yeah. of murders lately. <laughs> but um, I, I would say that's just a it'd be a kind of a fun concept, you know, I mean, I slip agree, that into a player's backstory. But hey, I, 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 I think that's a let's start the show. Welcome to Dungeons and Talk Shows, the talk show that brings you Dungeons, News, and Homebrews. I am your host, Orion. And I am your host, Sam, here to bring you the monster, usually, once I get remembered. You had oh, me last one time. One day, Sam. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, parental responsibilities. I, I have a crotch goblin asleep on my chest for this episode, so that that's just how it is sometimes. Yeah, you are full Kangaskhan right now. <laughs> Kangaskhan? <laughs> yeah, yeah, from uh, the Pokemon Kangaskhan. But uh, you know what? Uh, it, it's been a while. You know, I let my my let my I kids watch the Pokemon. They, they got like a, a million and one Pokemon now. But they do, uh, they do. <laughs> yeah. However, we do have a special guest with us today. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Hello. Hi, I'm Jen, or Jen is online. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. It's been a while. Like uh, we had your co-host uh, Nick on uh, not too long ago, and that was a fun show. That's good. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, he was a fun guest. <laughs> he is a fun guy. I don't know if I'm funner. I'm definitely louder. <laughs> <laughs> well you always gotta have that co-host balance you got the, the high energy and then yeah yeah you gotta have the uh know the dynamic you guys <laughs> fit together <laughs> which one are, which one are you which one are you guys uh, i i do all the work and ryan gets all the credit because he's a outgoing um so you that's know, yeah. like the, the one in school that does all the work on the group project. Yeah, yeah. I get it, I get it. Yeah. What about, what about if you're it's the outgoing one and you do all the work? And then there's Nick who gets to smile and wave. Yeah. 
Well, <laughs> he, he does really good at it. I mean, you've seen yeah. that face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good at pulling it off well. I, yes, I kind of tricked Sam in this one. So. <laughs> I am the well, overprepared see, one in the overprepared DM, and he is the one that tells me to stop. <laughs> no, so, I don't know. See, who? Brilliant dynamic right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like if we're going to go like who's more like technically, you know, D&D, it'd probably be all right. Okay. <laughs> but I've always been like, a I've just been guy. in it longer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always like, oh man, I want to know about this and this. And I want to look up this and talk about these creatures. Mm. Like, they're all so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, for me, I don't know a lot of things. So I just make shit up. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I have an approximate knowledge of. <laughs> I have an approximate knowledge of many things, and I get out skirting every time. It works exactly. <laughs> it, it's gone from a catchphrase to a mantra at this point. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've had so many rules lawyers in my campaigns that it's almost like uh, intentional not learning because I want a homebrew and a better experience because of my negative rules lawyer experiences. Right. Understandable. I've dealt with my fair share of them in the past where I had to uh, be a player in a game where the DM was the resident rule lawyer. And uh, this was back in like 3.5 and he thought it was a great idea for, uh, you know, goblins to attack one of the party members, which is you know, perfectly fine, but mm-hmm. rules as written meant that even though we were literally 30 feet away from this uh, person, uh, you know, because my wife's character decided that she wants to be the uh, Yandere stalker type, follow the party a little bit before she joins up with them. So we camped right, on two right. separate sides of the river, and one thing leads to another. And for whatever reason, you wake up in the morning and. Uh, no one can notice the person being shanked to death by a bunch of goblins on <laughs> like on a street length away. Like you couldn't walk to the other side and be like, hey, uh, is there is there trouble here? That's tragic. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right, tragic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rules as written, you can't see or hear or possibly perceive someone screaming for help on the other side of what would be like the equivalent right. of crossing a street. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Needless to say, that although me being uh, a little biased because it was my wife's character, everybody else in the group was just not having it. It's like, the fuck you mean we can't notice that shit? Right. Like, why not? <laughs> mm, you're just blind and deaf. <laughs> Got uh, Helen Keller in your, in your D&D game. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, damn, Helen Keller. Well, it was I, nice I, I you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's been uh, a great five minutes. Okay, okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Dungeons and Talk Shows, brought to you by the Nerd Militia. But as always, we're nerds, so what do we know? Damn. I still think that she had a lot of a lot of uh, communist opinions for a person that's never seen a dollar. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a good one. Ten out of ten. It, it's a joke, people. It's okay. <laughs> I think if I over explain it, it'll work better. No. <laughs> no. Sometimes you just gotta let a joke go and realize oh. that you made a mistake. Oh, <laughs> uh, don't worry. My whole life is mistakes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but I sub my Jen toe is every here. Day. Ouch. So do you really? Oh, every no. morning I break my legs, and every night I break my arms. <laughs> My skin has made a paper machine. I have paper skin and glass bones. <laughs> That's the first Bob. 10 minutes of our episode just us giggling about right now. I mean, you guys made a Helen Keller joke. I'll hit you up with the SpongeBob. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know what, I don't know what you want from me. That's great. That is the we tit talk. for tat we needed. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome All to the right, eighth episode, guys. Hope you had a good Fourth of July. <laughs> well, I did you know, a whole plenty lot of, of explosions. Um, I did hear a lot of fireworks. My dogs lost their minds. You know the usual. That's fair. That's fair. Mm. I'd say that's like the only perk of not having a dog, because obviously your life is horrible and you're sad and alone. But. um the only perk of not having a dog is that you don't have to deal with, you know, dogs freaking out on 4th of July and yeah. fireworks holidays. And when it's storming, they're not freaking out because right. they don't have anything. <laughs> I, I find that relatable just for the sheer fact that I, although I have a dog, I really resent dogs. I just don't like them in general. Isn't it like your kid's dog or your wife's dog? Or yeah, something? like. He's a good boy, but I just don't like dogs. That's fine. That's fair. I think cats yeah. are definitely um, more floppy. <laughs> I'll take a blanket full of cats any day of the week. <laughs> what? I was like, that could go so many directions. Why do you have a blanket full of cats? Well, you see, it, my wife has a problem where she just doesn't know to just say no to cute kitten eyes, and then right, one thing leads fair. to another, and you just have a house full of cats. Come home, and you're like, what the, what happened here? <laughs> I, I didn't ask for all these kittens, and now that there's kittens <laughs> in my face, and they're just so snuggly, I can't say no. You want, you want to say no to a cat? <laughs> nah, it's too late. It's against the law. Cats are on your lap. It's That's it. Yeah, you, you can never forever. get up again. It's true. I've seen the written scriptures. <laughs> yeah, it's written. It's been, mm -hmm. it's been foretold in prophecy. It has been. The sacred mm. texts. <laughs> so, Jen, we've uh, heard uh, from Nick about how uh, your show goes, but like, uh, you're you're the other half. Like, I can almost tell, tell guarantee that I know how our show goes from Nick. I feel like he said, <laughs> um. Well, Jen gets all the guests, and uh, <laughs> Jen uh, forgets what she's saying at least once every single episode. And he said mm -hmm. that uh, I'm more chaotic than him. How spot on was that? Probably not at all, but... Uh, all I've you got know, from that is, like, Jen is basically Orion. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's what I was going to say, yeah. You sound a lot like Orion here. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, Ryan does I, most um, of our bits and, uh, you know, all of our soundboard <laughs> stuff. <laughs> well, all of our podcasts are 100% improv. The only things that oh, are um, consistent throughout is that we have the same beginning question for every DM, and we have the same ending question. And it's sort of just like uh, to, to, be, to begin and to wrap up, but it's a conversation-style mm-hmm. podcast where uh, we just kind of shoot the shit with people, and... Uh, the conversations go many different directions. Sometimes they go in very similar directions than what we have with other guests. Mm-hmm. And we try to like mm-hmm. think of something else to talk about if we both get that little eyebrow raise of like, we just talked about this yeah. uh, with someone else. But um, mm. but yeah, it, we start off the podcast. We just ask people like, what did they used to do in preparation that they don't do anymore? Mm-hmm. And that like leads off like a big spiral of conversation and we talk about all sorts of things i'm taking notes and making sure that we're like staying uh staying on topic and uh well staying on a relative topic and not talking Mm. about one thing for too long and then we end the podcast by asking our guest like what is one piece of advice you would give to someone who has never dm'd before but wants to try and uh and then it's just it's fun it's fun they're about uh 30 to an hour and a half long i would say our shortest episode is about 43 minutes and our longest one's an hour and 20 um but yeah we used to upload every other sunday but then life happens and it's taken us a year to put out one season uh season three mm. but yeah we're working on it. It's really fun. I would say that uh, Nick is definitely a fantastic partner to bounce off of, mm-hmm. uh, especially when, you know, naturally there's conversation lulls. It's nice to just be able to say, hey, what do you think? And then I can yeah. sit back. And then he can say, hey, what do you think? And then he can sit back. It's really nice. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. It's really nice having that, uh, you know, that conversational dynamic where you really don't have to think about it too much. Mm-hmm. It really just flows. Yeah, and it doesn't, it doesn't happen with with everybody. There's some people that I'll talk to that for some reason I just can't get words out or I'm fucking awkward or uh, like I'm normally <laughs> charming, but uh, for some reason I, I can't be normal uh, and I'm just making weird faces and making weird noises mm-hmm. and they're like, you're so weird. I'm like, well, uh, what can I say? That is what we represent here. Like, <laughs> embrace the weird, <laughs> let it flow through you. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like I, I am a self-proclaimed eccentric, but but I found that the issue of being eccentric is if you don't have money, you're just crazy. So <laughs> that's valid. Just that crazy yeah. guy with all those ideas. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to get the money so that I can be eccentric because, like, yeah, ascent- for sure. Orion the eccentric, insert something here. Like, it's got to sound like something, you know? Yeah. And you can't be, you can be a collector uh, if you have money and you're a hoarder if you don't. Um, so. <laughs> no one likes all my garbages in my garbage collection. <laughs> yeah, heck. Spend all the time mm. collecting all this garbage. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, collections, uh, Sam, what do we got for the monster of the week? What, what does that have to do with collections? <laughs> 
You gotta catch hey, Cole, listen, Sam. it's a classic segue. <laughs> just let it happen. Roll with I'm it. Sorry. I just had to plan. <laughs> like, oh, and speaking of collections, let's talk about this collection of monsters that I have ready for you yeah. today. It's only one monster. All right, all right, all right. Okay, a collection of one single. Okay, I have a collection of monsters, but I'm going to pluck one single one right, out. You to got talk me. About. I got there you. Is, there's quite the collection, you know, with you and DC. You're right there. So today I'm going to talk about something that I never really knew about. Um, our AI technician in our Discord kind of recommended this one to me, and it is the Mean Lock. Um, yeah. So Ryan, you know about this one a little bit, don't you? Uh, yes, I do. Because my brother's first time DMing, I handed him one of my books. It's like, here, pick an adventure, run with it. And he mm-hmm. decided to go with the one that was filled with mean locks. Nice. So it's like, okay, all his D&D prep had to do with mean locks and then creating these three Stooges NPCs that he <laughs> just kind of ran down our throats at every turn. Jesus. <laughs> so right. just imagine, so- like, you're going on your merry way, then all of a sudden the DM's like, oh, by the way, Larry, Moe, and Curly are up your ass. <laughs> Not great. Larry, Moe. Oh no! <laughs> so he does a damn good curly impression. Oh, does he really? We have to hear it someday. It, um, absolutely. Just cut to like a yeah. Just cut it in and then cut it. it back out. Yeah, easy. If only. Just pretend that happened. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, oh man. so good. <laughs> Guys, yeah. I can't believe. I never heard something like that before. That was so impressive. Fen just put in like uh, I was telling you. <laughs> <laughs> so, mean locks. They were apparently deformed fae that mm-hmm. originated from intense fear. It had no purpose other than to destroy good and beauty and, to re- and resorted to telepathic torture in order to terrify and corrupt other creatures. Anyone who succumbed to this torture would then be magically transformed into a mean lock as well. So, <laughs> one of us. Yeah. One of us. So, like, Basically. what kind of torture? Like, you know, is it like the Lord of the Rings orcs being, like, you know, born from all the abuse and shit that they were, like, yeah. overcoming? I, or is it something different? I wonder. Um, it, I'm not quite sure yet. So it's a whole lot of gaslighting. It's just a whole lot of gaslighting, you know? In that I, case, I, I would imagine they just kind of inflict pain Sad. on you, you know? Make, maybe make yeah, you feel like they like to pain, do. You might yeah. be a mean lock. Yeah. I mean, if they. 555 mean. Yeah, if they seek to corrupt you, I'd imagine that they kind of intensify your negative emotions, maybe. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Maybe kind of they, they create uh, uh, illusions and like to right. manipulate people. Like mm-hmm. when my brother was running it, he's like, "Oh yeah, th- this uh, old lady that resembles your mother comes up to you and she's offering you cookies and like everything is just dilapidated all around." And I'm just like, "Well then, yeah. th- this I, is suspicious. I'm going to attack it." <laughs> I just looked up what a mean lock looks like. Yeah, I was I'm not anticipating. I was they're, not they're anticipating this. They're <laughs> yeah. gross. <laughs> So, I am a mean lock. Mean lock is basically what happens when lobsters drink the Grimace birthday shake. Mean locks were apparently (laughs) the origin of the ugly barnacle, according to SpongeBob. Mm. Um, (laughs) These boys are clawed and hairy. 
approximately two feet, um, 0.6 meters tall. And although their deformed bodies force them to kind of hunch over and stoop, their long claws dragged across the ground. Um, they move slower than most. <laughs> they're a bunch of claw draggers. Yeah, they're fucking weird. They have like lobster claws. Like why? <laughs> What's up with that? Okay, so think, think Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. With lobster claw arms, but not like lot like it's like really thin arms with like lobster claw fingies. Yeah. yeah Velociraptor yeah. feet <laughs> with like tiny no leg day legs. Yeah. And uh, in like a disgusting bug face. Yeah. yeah Pretty much. Gross. Yeah. You know, they also had uh, cysts and sores covered their grotesque hides oh. underneath the shaggy hair like spines that covered their body. The yellow pupilless insectoid eyes easily pierced the darkness, but they struggled to see during the day. Um, unlike the rest of their bodies, their heads were white and hairless with flat noses and small toothy mouths. Ugh. Gross. Yeah. I don't know. I like the Quasimodo Velociraptor <laughs> lobster bug that I expressed. They're kind of cool. But yeah. Like, it, it sounds a lot better than lobster midgets. I know, right? Mm, yeah. <laughs> so, getting into the lore in the Forgotten Realms here, Meanlocks were both devious and cunning, using indirect methods to achieve the corruption of all things pure. Living in small broods, Meanlocks worked with each other to spoil the beauty of the world and used teamwork to accomplish their mission. They could communicate telepathically, although if being observed, they might feign a small vocal method of communication through a series of clicks and grunts, so as to secretly conspire against their enemies. <laughs> Meanlocks <laughs> preferred to travel unseen, underground, and disguise their enemy points, or sorry, entry points to the surface with large rocks. If their large was dis- if their lair was discovered, <laughs> they would work tirelessly to silence their leak and keep their existence hidden. Hmm. Hmm. Same. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I am a mean lock. Yeah. I'm a hunchback, lobster, velociraptor bug. When you get really itchy and your, your bones want to hatch, this is what you turn into. Hmm. Man, I would imagine this part like of the mental torture of becoming one. And your body just doesn't want to go to sleep yet. And yeah. so parts of your face start itching because yeah. you really mm. want to go to sleep. Yeah. But you're like, God damn it. Now I got to fucking itch my nose. And then that's all you're thinking about while you're laying in bed. That's the beginning. You might be a mean lock. You Call us at one <laughs> <laughs> If you started on your treatment now. <laughs> I go alongside your nightmares. You might be a mean lock. <laughs> so mean locks were created when extreme terror was experienced by a creature in an era, an area strongly influenced by the Feywild. If more than one mean lock appeared in a single instance, a layer would form. A series of winding labyrinthian tunnels with a single hole leading out. Meanlocks did not possess a conventional method of reproduction. Instead, to create more meanlocks, existing ones must conduct a metamorphosis on an existing humanoid. By telepathically torturing an unco- unconscious victim through disturbing visuals and horrible noises over a series of hours, meanlocks could create fully grown meanlocks who continue Jesus. the cycle of torment. Yeah. And apparently, it's, it takes place as sort of like a curse. Hmm. They're really weak, though. Yeah, they seem pretty weak. 
That's why they're so manipulative and they don't choose to just That's fight you. That's true. You're socially, socially evil. But if, yeah. we get, if we get in a fight, you're going down real fast. Yeah. So they're like, you yeah. know, they get caught. That's why they try so hard to you know, stay hidden. They know they'll get clapped. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and they do travel in packs. So it's just like, yeah. it's like a cult. I don't care I mean, that basically. we're in the mean lock shop. I said I cast fireball. <laughs> What do you mean this town is full of mean locks? <laughs> They're so nice. <laughs> Interesting. That's super cool. You look over there just like screaming in someone's face. <laughs> is this an adaptation yeah. from a different um, edition? Um, There is a fourth E and a three edition, but uh, they're all uh, kind there, of the same. Yeah, they seem to be relatively similar throughout. I mean, I know there's a fifth edition uh, used mm -hmm. for them because uh, it was in mm -hmm. the uh, Candlekeep Mysteries book. Yeah. yeah, I for the most part talk about the the fifth edition ones unless they like don't appear in fifth edition. Uh, yeah. Huh. I'll try to to those. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. And what's really cool about it is uh, the way to lift the Meanlock's curse was to kill the Meanlock that created it. Um, before using magic to raise the victim from the dead and remove the affliction. <laughs> That's fucked up. Failing this, only a miracle or wish spell could free a victim from the transformation. So basically, <laughs> you got cursed by this. You both have to kill the mean lock that cursed you and die and then get resurrected <laughs> to remove Damn. It. That's fucked up. <laughs> basically a vampire. Yeah. They gotta like, you gotta turn it off, turn it back on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, because I've only seen those kind of rules applied to uh, some movies with vampires and some with werewolves, where it's just like, yeah. hey, the one that turned them, you gotta get that one first. Then yeah, you can reverse you it. it. How would you guys uh, put a mean lock into your games? Mm, that's a good question. Mm. See, so I'm uh, currently running the Grim Hollows. Uh, oh, right now. So, that's a good one. Um, probably could fit Minox in pretty reasonably. Do one, mm. just one. Oh, oh. <laughs> probably, yeah, I could probably. Let's see. Right now, I don't want to give too much away for people who watch our of course, uh, series. Of course. But they are currently heading to hunt down a blood witch who is kind of starting the next steps to like what could be an apocalyptic situation you know so i, I mean lock would be a yeah, i could see like monster they kind of like to interrupt <laughs> their kind of way to them i could see mm -hmm. it. that'd be kind of fun just kind of distract you a little bit because right because mm. they are already kind of being sent things toward them you know portals are opening up in front of them but yeah this would be a different i can kind see of mean locks taking over an entire town yeah for sure mm. you definitely if you can't like recognize what's going on fast enough mm-hmm a few people getting caught, just regular people, could be done. How zombie apocalypse starts. Yeah. And they're telepathic, yeah. so it could be from a distance, too. Damn. Yeah, they'd just be sneaking around in the shadows, the middle of the night, uh, giving people nightmares until they freak out, jump up, turn into a mean lock, and then they just start giving <laughs> other people night like, terrors. Oh, man, I've been having horrible migraines lately, you know, and nightmares have been awful. You know, and I've been you know seeing things during the day. And they just like they just can't take it anymore. Oh, mean lock. <laughs> Same. Imagine if they worked with a changeling, and the changeling's like the town therapist. Oh, changeling! 
Turns into a mean lock? Mean lock changeling? That'd be awful. Man. <laughs> Do you think it would retain the, uh, the transformation power? If it did, that'd be, that'd be ter- even more terrifying. Yeah. Or have this- I feel like it could also just get stuck in whatever form it was in when it changed. So, like, yeah. let's say they were, like, impersonating a guard. Now they're just a guard, meanwhile. Yeah, right. Guard. <laughs> Look, man, all the ideas for you listeners are just rolling off. You, know, you just scoop them you. up. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> We provide for you. If you like those uh, psychological uh, tormenting and like really fucking with your players, uh, you know, so DM setups, gaslighting. Yeah, basically, you know, how to gaslight your players one on one. Play a mean one in the games. <laughs> but yeah, it's one of those speaking things. Speaking of um, yeah. mean locks, yeah. So the, the mean locks who did not have layers might lack them for a variety of reasons. They may have been born alone, their original wearing was rendered. Rendered, rendered in unha- uninhabitable. I can speak English, I promise. I mean, <laughs> it worked. <laughs> or there were simply too many in one area and someone had to leave. You know, regardless of the reason, Meanlocks without layers of their own would craft new ones. They created tunnel networks that connected to underground caverns, spending the day plotting inside their shadowy warrants. They camouflaged the entrances to their homes and sealed them to prevent them from being found by others. A large chamber in the center of their subterranean lairs served both as a den and the torture room, where new murlocs were created. Sorry, mean locks, not murlocs. Tunnels <laughs> <laughs> were coated in a black moss unique to the caves that served to drown out most of the noise. Okay, I see, I see. So they had their own kind of sound. So they're proofing. experts in soundproofing. Yeah, by using a black exactly. moss. This is truly sounding horrifying. Like yeah. you see them like... just like wiping it on the walls. Like. <laughs> <laughs> And that's also why it's so important for DMs to play monsters in different ways and not just by their stat block. Look, showing this intelligence would be also yeah. be horrifying. You like be wake up, tied up, you're like, what the fuck? You see him just wiping this black shit on the walls? <laughs> yeah, that's scary. Sam, hear me out, hear me out. A, a yeah. bunch, a group of mean locks, they get themselves like a little psionic pylon that pro- uh, broadcasts through the whole Ooh. town and they start Ooh. a torture podcast. <laughs> they get a they get a um an artificer to make something for them. They like torture Come on victim. down, torture victim number five. You have yeah. one chance because it's cue the Mario chance time music, <laughs> and it's like chance time. <laughs> so it's and perfect. so, you write itself this many amounts of torture days to what so and so, and then you walk back into the board, and life just keeps going. <laughs> this many days without another time. main lock. Oh, um, zero. <laughs> they're always just resetting it. Yeah. And what's also really cool is apparently mean lock were known to decorate their caverns, <laughs> like this is things so... like piles, dirty sleeping spurs, so collections of knives. Is it Hannibal I'm... Lecter that is that made furniture out of his victims? Yeah, yeah. I don't like looking up serial killer mm. stuff because I don't want to get advertisements for it, but I'm pretty sure that that's <laughs> yeah. the history of that guy. Right. Like they people had made furniture out of their bodies. It was so gross. What's oh? Uh, I have kind to of ask my wife. Cause like, she's she's one of those people where it's like, oh, let me just bust out my serial killer playing cards. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I, I am so far removed from serial killers because those shows are usually too graphic for me. I feel that. 
So around yeah. here's something, uh, something else that's pretty scary. Some meanlocks worked under the employee of a hag in small groups, likely due to their mutual desires to destroy the beautiful and corrupt the innocent, or rarer still, working with evil wizards or scions and the like. Otherwise, the only other creatures they associated with were aberrant monsters like the foul spawn. Mm. Okay, so I always suspected that hags were like mafia boss types, so that works. Yeah. Yeah. Having hags employing these with lackeys? Mm. That that writes an encounter right there. Boom. Mean locks (laughs) with a hag. Got a a big bat right there. Yeah. (laughs) They're bringing her. Tear apart a whole region. Yeah. That'd be crazy. It absolutely writes itself. Let's get into the abilities of mean locks here. Okay, okay. So mean locks detested direct combat, right? They were kind of bitchy. Preferring to pick off members of a group individually as opposed to fighting them all at once. A mean lock assault was a slow and gradual eroding of the mind, tormenting and stalking their opponents for hours and even days. Mm -hmm. They telepathically sent feelings and images to their targets, making them paranoid and panicked to soften them up for later. Such nightmares included whispers in the night, the feeling of being watched, Images in the corner of your vision. Typically, they targeted weak, innocent, and good beings with these abilities while they were alone or sleeping. They also used these indirect tactics to deal with groups. Their very presence exuded an aura of fear that could reduce targets into sobbing messes, send them running, or simply leave them standing struck with feelings of sheer terror. Uh, Adding to the horror of the Meanlocks was their terrible hooked claws, capable of paralyzing those who were injured by them. Once paralyzed, Meanlocks kidnapped their prey and brought them back to their lairs. <laughs> they could telepathically communicate with others over 100 feet, 30 meters, and could use this connection to plan and conspire. Uh, being the incarnations of fear that they were, Meanlocks themselves were immune to feelings of fright. If Meanlocks found themselves outmatched, they teleported to any nearby area covered by darkness in order to make a hasty retreat, although this required Damn. them to leave any prize behind, victim or otherwise. So, gross. Yeah, they're kind of pussy. Sorry, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but they're, they're hard to catch. Bitches. Yeah, they're 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 yeah, they're, they're bitches. They can't get you mm. too much for them. They're out of there. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah, they're they're like their, a uh, psionic infestation, like like having yeah. uh, psychic cockroaches of yeah, terror. They're like the the termites. <laughs> gross. That's interesting mm. though. Yeah, but their stats the are mites, if you will. You could yeah, you could build a whole like one shot or a series around this and really just call it the extermination, yeah. and then you can be like, exterminators, little bug exterminators. You could even make like a, mm. like a queen, you know? Yeah. Ooh, a mean lock like, queen. I like that. Yeah. You know, have it like working with a hag or something. That could be crazy. That would be cool. What if the hag <laughs> pretends to be the meanlock queen, but the meanlocks never had a queen, so they didn't they didn't know what to expect. They're like, oh well, I guess we got royalty now. Oh, you all got like charms and picking shoes, like it's some queen or something. Yeah, I'm into that. Oh yeah, yeah. Look, I like it. I like it. <laughs> write it down. Write it down. What an idea. Write that down, Gary. Write that down. <laughs> yeah, getting into their kind of they kind of look lackluster stats. They have a strength of seven. Dexterity of 15, Constitution of 12, Intelligence of 11, Wisdom of 10, and Charisma for 8. Hmm. Mm. Nope. Pretty decent for a monster, at least. Or I guess well, they were. It says here they're a CR2. I, 
I think what really makes them terrifying is their tactics and numbers. Like, if you yeah. actually catch one, no big deal. But you have but to catch it first. Yeah, yeah. I do have um, their abilities here, and that'll be the last I have on me. Right. So, we have their fear aura. Any beast or humanoid that starts its turn within 10 feet of the mean lock must succeed in a DC 11 wisdom saving throw or be fightened until the start of the creature's next turn. Pretty standard, you know. You have okay. uh, light sensitivity. While in bright light, the mean lock has disadvantage on attack rolls as well as wisdom perception checks that rely on sight. And here is the teleport that I mentioned. Uh, your shadow teleport. As a bonus action, the mean lock can teleport to any unoccupied space within 30 feet, provided that both the space it's teleporting from and its destination are in dim light or darkness. The destination need not be within line of sight. Hmm. Yeah. So a nighttime fight with these things would be devastating. Just yeah. Back. They can just... They're too squirrely. Yeah, Here is bad. their bread and butter. <laughs> telepathic torment. Up to four mean locks can telepathically torment one incapacitated creature, filling oh its mind God. with disturbing sounds and dreadful imagery. Participating mean locks can't use their tele telepathy for any other purpose during this time, though they can move about and take actions and reactions as normal. The torment has no effect on a creature that is immune to the frightened condition. If the creature is susceptible and remains incapacitated for one hour, creature must make a wisdom saving throw, taking 10 3d6 psychic damage on a failed save. Half of his most <laughs> Half as much on the success. The save DC is 10 plus the number of Meanlock participating. Uh, the process can be repeated. A humanoid that drops to zero hit points as a result instantly transforms into a Meanlock at full health and under the DM's control. Hmm. Only a wish spell or divine intervention can restore and transform the creature to its former state. Hmm. Yep. Pretty solid. Pretty solid, honestly, yeah. You getting just focused down by four of these boys? Mm, you're in trouble. This is not even doing that much damage, but like, if you let it, you know, you're incapacitated, no one's there to help you. Right. You yeah, that, that could easily take out somebody if the party gets split or like some somebody gets kidnapped in the party in the middle of the night. Maybe Did they get no yoinked away? Watch. Oh, man. What if they just like teleport you, you like wanted into a cave with like six of them just around you? <laughs> <laughs> like ants, they just pick up this one person to just <laughs> carry them away. That's just, so freaky though. Hope you away. Like it's crazy. Mm. <laughs> now, if you really wanted to uh, have a bit of a moral dilemma and like really terrorize the players, but like uh, you know, kind of punch them in the heart a little bit, just mean lock breeding ground and orphanage. Hmm, that would be so sad. Yeah. It would. You said at the beginning of this episode <laughs> yeah. that you had a baby on your chest. And now you're talking yes. about torturing <laughs> children. <laughs> I know everything hey. I know about you. They're <laughs> not children. They're they're born fully adult. It's fair. Yeah. Mm. So therefore you can torture them all you want. It's so fair you're game. saying that once they become a mean lock, they're no longer a child. No matter if the person being tortured prior to them being a mean lock is a child. Yeah. I mean, I guess. 
So you're saying that yeah, in this way they are, they are expendable. And <laughs> and, uh, wait, wait, hold on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Think about you. Wait, wait. Think about this. Think about this. <laughs> I mean, they're they're no longer human. I mean, unless you're a god, what are you gonna do? Like that's fair. They would want you to, you know, I'll find a cure. If I was like a zombie, <laughs> I would want you to just take me out. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Don't don't worry. I know just the place. We'll get like a you know good table setting. You know, <laughs> get some wine. I got you, man. <laughs> so we usually like to do a you know we have to talk about the monster an IRO fight score. Do you think you could take one or more of these creatures? If you had to physically. Uh, yeah, if, if this existed in real life, I'm broken. I'm gone. <laughs> it was, let's say you know, you're walking down the street and one of these boys pops out. You know, and they're like, hey. I think you as take much it? as I want to say that I would take it, my flight, my fight or flight would take over and I would absolutely be running and like, I don't, it's gross. This yeah, is a yeah. giant bug and Terminex won't help yeah. me. Um, I need more. <laughs> I am bug alone. I mean, this is only like two feet tall, but like, it's th big claws. enough. Like. <laughs> I'm sorry, if a two-foot lobster showed up, I would also be scared, even if it was a normal-looking lobster. Too much, too much lobster. I'm not that hungry. Please leave. And then it's gonna talk, tell me I'm like, tell me bad things about myself? How dare you? What's but if I was like in a pit, let's say we're in Star Wars. Oh yeah, like you have uh, to like, yeah, and I have to fight it, I bet I can. Yeah, yeah. I mm. may cry a whole lot though. You know, I could probably block it out. I've dealt with my own stuff for long enough. Come on, body, you worse got me, me? With trauma like, blocking. Yeah. You think you can knock me down worse than I can, bitch? Um, exactly. Like, dude. You just uh, end up traumatizing it by having a whole, like, fight back and forth. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I'm into it. I'm into it. Uh, there was an episode of One Piece like that where, like, Usopp, big pessimist, very down on himself. Enemies got the ability, like, a mean lock to, like, just make anyone uh, all depressed, down, self-deprecating, no faith in themselves. And he's like, you can't make me feel any worse than I already do about myself. Listen, <laughs> definitely can. I, um, I just, I also <laughs> that my ideal superpower would be mantis's power from guardians mm. of the galaxy because like changing people's emotions can do so much yeah honestly Ooh. yeah being like that like real powerful empath is yeah cool. it like being able to just end fights by changing the way that they feel about the fight the end like it's just like you just kind of win <laughs> Right, yeah. There's really no situation where you lose. Like, yeah, so something just, doesn't like, have emotions. Like mm -hmm. even emotionless robots do. You've seen Detroit become human. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Oh, that that'd be ridiculous. But I I think it'd be funny just to kick one of these things. You know, see how far. Yeah, punch this little. I, I don't know. I, I think it, if I was like faced with something like this and like it's there putting all these intrusive uh, thoughts in my head, it's like, hmm. Now I'm just angry. Yeah, like not like even, kicking even matter. Like <laughs> now, if I see you and you let me catch you, you're gonna die. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> mm. But like, I got that fear aura, so like I, I might feel like just running away. I think oh, honestly, true. I feel like fear for me is like 
if I'm afraid, I'm gonna want to just get rid of the problem. So like, <laughs> <laughs> I need the raid, spring raid. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like afraid of it. My my flight instinct is like, get rid of the frightening threat. Like, <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> if get I can't get the way. car, runs it over. <laughs> like, if it's like obviously like, oh, I'm gonna lose, and like instead of God. getting out like, of. Instead of getting out of its way, you have to get you have to get in out of your way. Exactly. I'm yes, very right. much the opposite. Although, <laughs> I'll move to the side. That's fine. If this like, I think I'm scared of you. More of the street. That's cool. I am scared of you. Please. I'm scared to keep you into your life. Don't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I could draw a red line on the floor, and you can hang out over there, and I can hang out over here. But like, we have to have communication. That's a oh, you already know how to do that. You've been torturing me for days. Right? Sure. Got it. Right. So you've uh... been in my mind for hours. <laughs> you know everything. Uh, <laughs> and that is the worst. They they would know your deepest fears, your darkest traumas. Like, they would get in yeah, there no matter what. <laughs> Rough. The they just flood me. your mind with a bunch of really shitty commercials. Mm. <laughs> the worst memes you've ever seen. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Wacky yeah! Justin Bieber's greatest hits. <laughs> Peach's song mm. on repeat from Mario. Jesus. I, I heard somewhere years ago that uh legitimately uh the, the guards or whatever at uh, Guantanamo Bay would like use uh, American pop songs to torture prisoners. <laughs> that's kind of funny. Not that great. torture is funny, but that's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, th that specific part of it is for, yes. for the torture itself. The rest of the process, not funny. Yeah. That process, right. funny. <laughs> okay, but you know what? What's really funny is an example of this. Um, I had, you know, some financial issues lately. My bank got like hacked into it or whatever. But what's really funny is as I was talking to my bank about, you know, these wrong transactions, it was just like, did you make this Wendy's charge? I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm like, really? You chose to get Wendy's while you're like, sure, this is a Wendy's. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Judging. It's so unfortunate. That's pretty rude. Wendy's has good fries. I love Wendy's, so I, I don't blame them, honestly. But like, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, if they already took like 3K, agree, right? what's, a, what's a meal at Wendy's, you know? I know, what the hell? They were like, I'm going to go treat myself. Oh my gosh. Hard day's work. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> bro, if, you, if you listen to this podcast and I find out, bro, but treasure your toes because you ain't going to have them for that long. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm gonna send my mean locks on you. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna send my homies know where you live now. Mean locks. <laughs> uh, I, the head cannon of mean locks are toe thieves. It's there now. <laughs> Coming for your toes, man. Amazing. Whew. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a place to move on to after all of that. Perfect segue. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> So we could uh, move into we're coming for your toes, or... just like we're coming for the next topic. Hell yeah. Uh... Speaking of minis, like your toes. I <laughs> 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 uh, got him. Got him. So the, apparently funny. with the uh, D&D's latest play test, they're kind of rolling back the bardic inspiration and adding some subclass uh, tweaks. So that's a cool, you know, 
really reworking it, although it's no longer one D&D, so what do we call it now? Like the new 5e? 5.5? Yeah, I don't even know. Have they, I bet Google knows the answer. Hmm. I'm just like two D and D. Well, it's their sixth uh, playtest, so they're reverting uh, some of their uh, rules and whatnot. It's some wild stuff. Mm -hmm. Let me just blow up the article here. Yeah, I, I guess a lot of people didn't really care for what they were doing with the uh, inspiration dice. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of room, you know, inspiration to really do things with. Giving just advantage is, like, it's helpful, but you could do so much more. Well, apparently sure. they're... So players won't be able to use inspiration dice to heal. And which apparently uh, one of the biggest issues they had with that is in the playtests, players would start hoarding the uh, inspiration dice so that they'd be able to heal at the right moment rather than mm. using it to push certain rolls over the edge to be good. Mm. So Yeah, that I, makes I sense. Yeah, I could see that. Everyone is going to find an optimized way to play. Yeah, Even though it's not the funnest way, there will always be people who want to be the most optimized. And so if they create something that can be uh extorted essentially they will do mm. it <laughs> like always, paladins yeah, yeah. yeah. Always power gamers will find a way they always find they a always way. want you know optimal builds they want you know power yeah. maxing like it's gonna happen so doing this mm. is just gonna end up being restrictive like or you know maybe not restrictive but you know i mean i kind of get where they're coming from so it, yeah i think I it's a good change it. going back Pausing your Skyrim and eating 40 cheese wheels in a row is fun to you, and it is. It probably will be fun to you to save all your inspiration dies, too. <laughs> yeah. The context. But for storytelling, definitely not the greatest yeah. opinion. Like, what are you even healing? Like, how are you even healing? Just You're eating cheese wheels. Like, <laughs> <laughs> my my inspiration die is now re uh reskinned to be yeah. cheese wheels. I'd be like, all right, if you want to heal now suddenly and you can make it make sense thematically, sure. <laughs> well, you know, last thing. week's guests they had a uh, subclass for bard. There's like a what was it the College of Confections where they it was like a culinary bard. <gasps> yeah, that's cool. It was really cool. That sounds and then awesome. We also before we had the Candyman who had made mm. the candy adventure. That's cool. Uh, yeah, the, great. the candy Pathfinder setting was amazing. Very Adventure Time-esque, which yeah, speaking of Adventure very. Time, uh, there's a yeah. new uh, D&D 5e Adventure Time thing coming out. Woo, so segways! The... Wow, that yeah. actually worked. <laughs> so according to uh, Dicebreaker.com, the upcoming Adventure Time RPG will be made compatible with 5e and other systems uh, so awesome. since there's a whole bunch of uh, rule con conversions and supplements mm. so nice nice we gotta spread that around i mean everyone loves a little bit of uh, adventure time can i be you want a, know a secret I, I, I would imagine I've never seen Adventure Time, <laughs> but I know of it, and I know it's so popular, and it gets really, really deep. 
It That's seems like such your vibe from what I've it seen. It does seem like my vibe. It's on my yeah. list. But alas, I get <laughs> struck by Ted uh, Lasso's and uh, the bear and other things that aren't cartoon like Demon Slayer. <laughs> so much so that I get tattoos of it on my body. Like, ah, <laughs> I'm busy being a weeb, okay? <laughs> yeah, mom. There's just so much good media out there. So it, it gets difficult, you know? Yeah, it's, it's like, oh, my list is so long. It's like gaming, and like I'm primarily a game. It's like, do I spend 16 hours today playing Sims, or do I crack open that game mm. that I purchased two years ago and haven't played yet? Like, <laughs> mm. that's why you gotta my keep that packaging like fresh long. for when you actually play it, because that, that way resale good. value. <laughs> yeah. However, like I buy it, everything on Steam, and I'm just so broke. ah. There you go. Well, <laughs> if it's in the library, you're never going to touch it now. It's true. Isn't it's the like, Steam it's... sale going off right now? Shit, it now is. The time. Yep. I spent mm. a lot of money already. It's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. On games I'm not mm. going to play. <laughs> but that is one so reason why I started streaming is to just start, like, getting through my backlog of stuff. And it's been yep, super right. helpful. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm looking oh, forward yeah. to this Kickstarter with all the Adventure Time stuff. It, it... Yeah. Hmm. I need to look at it. I'm looking Make it sure up. you post that in our, uh, in our chat so we can have that in the Discord if people are interested. Mm. Yeah, I'll definitely have to post their upcoming Kickstarter because, like, th that'd be a lot of fun. I kind of like the Grass Sword because that, so that was really down. cool on the show. <laughs> I'd be Kickstarter so... Adventure Time, the role playing game. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yes. Or the the TTRPG, yes. I think. Yeah, but apparently that Dicebreaker did like two separate articles on it, so you know ah. it's popular if they're doing multiple articles. Yeah, definitely. But you, you know what's yeah, more interesting than... It, what? I said Adventure Time fans, now's the time. I know. Mm. At the heart of the Adventure game is time. the yes and mechanic. I didn't mean to cut you off, Luzan. <laughs> well, you, you know, it's a almost more interesting or perhaps even more interesting than Adventure Time. Now, you know how we mentioned that Baldur's Gate 3 is coming out like next month and everyone, there's a lot of hype for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, apparently they're offering uh, a lot of things that you can do in the game, really staying true to the, you know, the bard influence of uh, D and D. Look, you know, a little bit of polyamory, blood sacrifice, and bear fucking. Hell yeah! Wait, what? <laughs> Excuse uh, me. Yeah. Uh, oh, when right. they they had a early access uh, thing with a whole group of uh, people in the audience that big tv and one of the big scenes that they showed off was just uh like some kind of gay bear fuck scene where like uh, the uh, the druid wild shapes into a bear and it's just oh like... i see <laughs> wow. wow i'm just like damn really staying true to the fan base here <laughs> I, I i never expected them to like uh take a step in that direction but like you know people are going to go for it memes That's are memes really interesting conversation there's always going to be somebody like, check this guy out check this out guys this is crazy <laughs> <laughs> I, I just like i i could see mentioning it but like just showcasing that to like a whole audience yeah like, what? <laughs> wow 
I don't know. It would take some balls to like throw that at a whole audience. Like, damn, I, I, it couldn't be me. Yeah, they knew about the the furry scene. They were like, we're gonna pander to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> the, there's like a, I'll link the article to you guys, but like, uh, there's a little gif and it like shows a brief glimpse of it, and like the the bear's got like that little sassy fuck face to it. <laughs> what? <laughs> so it looks like the bear is the druid. In yeah, that scene. yeah. So I'm looking it up. Um, like I find it super interesting, and it, and it like brings up a really interesting conversation about uh, druids, I guess, in general, mm-hmm. like in their sexual conquests. Yeah, I mean that is true. You can I imagine would, that, yeah. like, what if they're a hawk? And they go and fall in love with a hawk while they're flying around. Like they probably, obviously, want to have sex yeah. as a hawk because otherwise I mean, yeah. it would be bestiality. And when they take the animal forms, mm. they truly become the animals. That's so. yeah. It's the question. It's like are they are the animals? So it's yeah. like hmm. Yeah, that may the be ability normal. to turn into a human. But there's just, there's arguments. I would say both ways for sure. That's interesting. I would imagine that they probably wouldn't. Per, they probably wouldn't like to do like human v animal. They probably keep it to animal animal. I would say animal, animal, or human, human. If it goes yeah. animal, human, I would have a problem personally. <laughs> yeah, I get. I, yeah, mean, I like, think a lot of people would have a problem. Peta would but... be on their ass. <laughs> yeah, and many mm. people. <laughs> yeah, so but if it's like a person that turns into an animal, I think like there, there's that gray area there. Gray area, gray area for sure. <laughs> it's it's like it's. I'm so interested to hear people's debates on this. I bet if I go on to Twitter, the wastelands, mm. um, I could find some angry oh people. God. Uh, it's Twitter. There's always angry people. Exactly. That's why <laughs> I bet I could go there and find the people who are talking oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, I bet it, it won't take long. Uh, apparently, there's more to it, though. Uh, they're In Baldur's Gate 3, they're going the, the route of... Uh, what is was it? Cyberpunk uh, that you can uh, customize your character's genitals. Oh Jesus! Ooh, uh, how does this standard bear transformation? That's what I gotta know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I have like a dragon <laughs> with like a bear? Like, <laughs> 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 gotta get creative here. <laughs> Amazing. If you wild shape into a duck, are you Johnny Corkscrew cock? <laughs> Johnny Duck. I think you would be. Yeah, yeah. There's Donald here. Duck in it. <laughs> Donald Duck in it. Oh, only a t-shirt. Jesus Christ. Not healing Sora. <laughs> Literally being useless. <laughs> Why aren't you casting healing word? Come on, man. Yeah. Mm. Where's my, my uh, healing hands? <laughs> I'm honestly, I'm kind of impressed that they went this route because like, it, it's a great way to drum up that controversy. Meanwhile, uh, players, uh, DMs that have had that too horny of a bard slash druid at their table, they, mm. it's like, oh, wow, he's getting representation. Good for him. Yeah, there you go. That guy yeah. gets to play that guy. This is just you, <laughs> <laughs> But now, every time like, you damn. see someone playing this character, you're just going to subconsciously know that they know that you know. That we know. Yeah. <laughs> we all know. Slow yeah. zoom in on your eyes. Yeah, <laughs> nodding up and down. Uh, all, all I know is Reddit is gonna be alive oh. with with all the rule thirty four there could possibly be. I'm going to Reddit right now. What do they need rule thirty four? <laughs> it's right there in the game. Like, <laughs> what more do they need? 
Uh, Reddit is wild right now. Like all of the D&D subreddit that I uh, subscribe to because of the recent, uh, I guess they were like protesting or something. So now the entire th uh, thing is labeled as not safe for work, even for just mundane posts. Hmm. So, so maybe, maybe they was all for preparation for this bear. Perhaps, perhaps. Maybe they're trying to expand uh, <laughs> their extra hard to the furry communities. Um. <laughs> the first thing I see on Reddit is a meme about the bear fucking. And there's a comment that says gamers only want one thing and it's disgusting. And someone commented <laughs> onto that and said unbearable. <laughs> oh, I love it. The, oh, the bear puns are here and, you know, uh, it, it fills my dad joke uh, heart with just with bear. It really does. With bear. You know, it's right. The bear with arms. bear. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, I, I think they have a I think they have a right to bear a whole lot more than that. <laughs> right to bear cock. Oh, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, great. I'm on the record as saying that. Yeah, you are. Ben, beat that What's up with PG there? <laughs> Insert P PG joke here. Boop, boop. That was so funny. It's like a little clown. <laughs> <laughs> well, what a family-friendly show. Listen. You provided the wrong person if you're family friendly. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you guys should have an idea what's going on by now. Dude, my daughter keeps trying to convince me that one of her friends from school watches our show. And I'm like, there's no way that your friend is watching my content. First it's off, uh, there's, there's a lot of problems with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not every episode is crazy, but I mean, if if anyone sees our last one when it comes out, um, they'll get the uh, idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if your daughter's fursona ends up being a bear, we already know that the answer is oh, true. Days come. So, days mm. come. <laughs> I, I would hope that she'd be a little bit more creative with a fursona if uh, <laughs> it goes that way. If it goes that way, for sure. Yeah. If they come mm. out as a furry. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you come out as a furry, better be something other than a goddamn uh, wolf. Like, every oh, furry's a fucking wolf. Okay, oh, but it starts God. with Sonic. Keep your kids yeah. off Sonic. <laughs> <folks>. Sonic. <laughs> What's your Sonic Sona? Oh, my God. I, I think I've already lost. She saw Space Jam once. Oh, It's, it's all over. over after that. Too late. Once you see Lola Bunny, you're out. You're done. You're, you're ready. You need yeah, her. They got me. <laughs> They ask me why. All you gotta do is like you hands to Lola Bunny and back. As soon as you turn like eight or nine years old, those wires are being fixed up in your brain. You watch yeah. Space Jam for the first time. Wires crossed. Done. <laughs> Space Jam will do it. Love Space Jam. It could be worse. I mean, like, there's people that end up getting those wires crossed watching Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and they're like, hey, that, that chick that turned into a blueberry. My new fetish is making women fat. Oh, no. Or just inflation, which is yeah, an absolute or, kink. Or. And I don't get Well, it, you know, the economy do, is ripe really for that do. kink. You know, fun fact, when I was a kid, apparently <laughs> my parents said that I Two watched Space Jam every day for like a year. Oh. I don't know why. 
Why, why am I like this? <laughs> like, you know what? What you're into is what you're into, and I am not judging. This is a kink I mean, kids will watch the same person. thing over and over. Yeah. I was so into Space Jam, man. <laughs> so was I. Like, uh, we had it on a VHS tape, and it was yeah. just a recording on yeah. like TNT or something. And like drilled into my head was this one Looney Tunes commercial where they're like, oh yeah, uh, th th this phone uh, plan, just five cents a minute, every minute. And I'm just like, and that was in the 90s. I'm like, holy shit, like that's a, that's an expensive phone plan. Yeah, it is. Every minute, every minute, Jesus. <laughs> Dude, I, I wouldn't pay for a plan like that. That's, that's too much. Yeah, that'd be expensive to like today. three dollars for an hour long phone call. Oh, man. Really too much. Mm. But you know, uh, Sam, uh, moving on to the next thing, we have our homebrew. Ooh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so right, this week, this. I present to you the Stones of Translation. Oh, okay. These sound yeah. pretty cool. Well, they are, and they're from uh, Adivan's Armory, you know, little something recommended to us from last ah, week's guest, yeah. Five GMs in a Trench Coat. True. Uh, I was looking through some of their stuff, and I, I knew I had recognized some of it, because uh, just fantastic art, really liking it. So the stones of translation, very simple in what they do, but versatile, which a lot of DMs struggle because, oh no, none of my players know the languages I need them to know for the campaign. True. What will I do? Stone of translation. Hmm. So each <laughs> one has, yeah, each stone has a different color. Like you got rust, silver, olive, electric blue, swamp green, Dandelion, yellow, gray, and gold. I could imagine you could probably throw in a few more for good measure. Just kind of mm -hmm. homebrew it up. But uh, each color corresponds with a language. Uh, dwarvish is rust-colored. Elvish, mm -hmm. silver. Giant, olive-colored. Gnomish, electric blue. Mm -hmm. Swamp green for uh, goblin. Dandelion mm -hmm. yellow for halfling. Gray for orc. And gold for draconic. Interesting. Okay, I like it. I like it. Yeah, very simple. I can simple. imagine you could have you know, red for infernal, black for abyssal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It all kinds itself, really. Yeah. White for like and, celestial and all kinds of different things. Really, whatever you needed. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not the route that I would go because uh, uh, when I do my games, I like to have language to language dictionaries that the players can oh, just yeah. buy at bookstores. Oh yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I mean, if they asked, I don't see why not. Hmm. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. And sign. Like, is there like a library in town? Use sure. sign language enough. Oh man, that's true. I couldn't imagine using sign language in a game. But... I have done that before. Have actually. you really? How'd that work? <laughs> um, so it, it started <laughs> uh, on a side quest that I was making up on the fly, and then it just went too long and ended up being the whole game. But uh, they, the group got ambushed by um, 
some bandits and then i was like oh you recognize the bandits logos on their jackets and they were like do i know where their camp is and i was like roll a history check and they were like oh yeah nat 20 of course and i was like oh you know exactly where it is so they decide that they're gonna go kill off the rest of the bandits and i was like shoot all right mini little three room dungeon coming out of my brain right now this is good and then um they get to this room where there's like basically an animal pen mm. and there's someone behind like a, a one-way glass and they're like determined to get into the, the room with the person who's like unleashing all these cages, <laughs> these animals onto them. And so I'm like, well, uh, this, uh, the door is small. Um, and, uh, they get, they get their smallest person to go in there. And, uh, I'm like, Oh, it's a goblin. And this tongue is ripped out. And then they were like, I am determined to, talk to this person so mm. i made ah, the character uh speaking speak uh, a variation of asl because i know Goblin asl but asl is pretty did cool. like an asl offshoot uh <laughs> it's really awesome i thought it was fun mm. they start they had him for most of the campaign until he unfortunately died oh, <laughs> goblin boy and poor little goblin boy and they named him chopin which is a deaf artist nice um, nice so it worked out nice yeah it was really cool it was a fun little unique thing that we just came out of the blue and allowed me to use some uh asl at the table which was very fun because none of them knew it so it was they were like signing in the ways that you would uh to to try to uh pantomime things and uh basically playing charades (laughs) it was was a fun little thing at the table Oh yeah, definitely. Ryan, what's the um the rarity of this item? Did you say? You're muted, I think. Yeah, I think you're muted, man. It, it's uncommon, so it's pretty easy for people to get their hands on. Makes sense, and I can even imagine. You no, know, obviously, like primordial celestial could be like rare. You could even get to like the very rare with like primordial. Did I see that already, like abyssal or something. You know, it could really be like really versatile, like you. I like it a lot. I give it like a 9, 10. Yeah, I really like it. It's simple. It has its place. For sure. And yeah, there's, it can just work. Is it kind of like a like a save or it just works? Like you just know the language. It, it just works. Cool. Nice. Hmm. I like it. All right. Yeah. So in this time, I bring to you the way of the mantis, monastic tradition. Okay, so mantis-style kung fu. Yeah, you know, I was uh, putting in my my homebrew stuff into the Discord, you know, and I was fixing up my mantid character that I'd made a year or so ago. I thought, you know, this seemed kind of cool. So the monastic tradition, way of the mantis. The way of the mantis is a path not many monks choose to thread. Tread. To master this tradition, one has to master absolute patience first. Only monks that achieve absolute serenity within themselves can focus their strikes precisely enough to disable the flow of ki inside living creatures. Monks of the way of the mantis stay in perfect stillness and mo- not moving a single muscle, waiting for the right time to strike. Right, so you get mantis right. strike when you choose this tradition at level three. You can use your bonus action and spend one key point to enter a defensive stance. 
You can end this stance by using a bonus action and otherwise takes one minute. You can't move while you are in this stance. You can use your patient defense feature without spending key points. Furthermore, when a creature misses you with a melee weapon attack, you can use your reaction to make an unarmed attack against So, you know, free counter hit. Yeah, that's really cool. Nice. You get pressure strike at level 6. You learn how to debilitate your foes by cutting off their flow of key. Whenever you hit a creature with one of the attacks granted by your Flurry of Blows, Flurry of Blows feature, you can choose which body part you want to target. The creature must succeed in a constitution Ooh. saving throw or suffer the effects detailed in the table below. The creature can't suffer the effects of a body part if it doesn't possess it. So there is the arm. The creature has disadvantage on attack rolls until the end of its next turn. Eyes. The creature is blinded until its next turn. Legs. The creature is restrained. Throat. The creature is silenced. <laughs> you can throw punch them. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of just kicking someone in the knee and running. So like if you kick yeah. them in the knee, boom, restrained, done. <laughs> yeah. You know, that'd be really good for kiting, you know, kind of force your the enemy to let your you know party get that space. Yeah. Can uh, you eat your like, husband after yeah. you mate? Oh, absolutely. You know, that's okay. actually the uh, the next ability here. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that's, those are both really unique. I like those a lot. At level 11, you get something called Reach Encounter. While in the Mantis stance, the reach of your unarmed strikes increases by five feet. Oh. That's pretty nice. That's really yeah. cool. And last but not least, at level 17, you get Perfect Stillness. Uh, while you were in the Mantis stance, you regain two key points at the start of each turn. Additionally, while in this stance, you regain... Oh, sorry. You spend two key points to make an additional reaction. Hmm. Ooh, an additional, additional reaction. reaction. That's pretty interesting. Bro, you're going to be popping off hits like crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, Fuck it up. Oh, That's crazy. Man. I like it. I well, like one it. of the biggest complaints I hear from people about the monk is that it's underpowered or it just doesn't feel interesting yeah. enough to them. Mm -hmm. So any subclass that kind of offers just a little bit more power, like with something like that, mm -hmm. the power gamers would be all in maximizing every little thing. But I, I like the Let's mantis do... flavor because like, what bam, what bam, you know? For you Neji fanboys out there, hit some chakra points, exactly. you know? <laughs> yeah, mm. hell yeah. Yeah, I like, like when I was in high awesome. school, I was in a martial arts club and it's just like we, we'd talk about all these uh, various uh, Kung Fu styles and it it's mm -hmm. nice to see something more Kung Fu influence as a subclass for the yeah. monk, you know, mm -hmm. I agree. You know, this comes from uh, user Grimly 533 on Reddit. And, you know, while I was looking you know, at this picture, I found out that this user uh, created the player's guide to Insectopia. It's a oh. guide featuring 26 unique, unique insectoid races, racial feats, and 13 subclasses to choose Ooh. from. The entire PDF is available for free on r slash Insectopia. Uh, definitely go give this guy some love. It looked really cool when I looked at it. Free <laughs> shit? Free shit, I love free shit. You know, I gave mm. it a quick look, and it looks really cool. There's all kinds of things. You got mantis, ants, beetles, bugs. Yeah. Beetles and bugs. For the, the, like, the low, low price you know? of free, you can have a bug's life campaign. You really could, honestly. Oh my god. I want to be Dot. I never knew I needed to be a ladybug so much. <laughs> <laughs> Every chance I get. I no you think just because I'm a ladybug, I'm a lady? 
<laughs> I want to be the Hercules Beetle. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Hercules be Beatles, Beatles are badass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so fucking yeah, cool. Thank you um, to that guy. It seems really cool. You guys are doing great work. It looks like uh, they posted it about a year ago. So I hope things are going well for you guys. <laughs> you know thank what? Thank you for fueling uh, our fire of homebrew. Yeah, thank you for making great stuff. Sam. Yes, yes. I usually get the guests for the show. You got to contact this person. I got to find him. Right, I'll track on. this guy down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> track him down. Leave open. no bug unturned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We talk around about the monster. Could have a whole mm. like bug episode. You know, it could go kind of hard. Yeah. You know, listeners out there, contact this guy. Let him. Let him know we're looking for him. Hell yeah. <laughs> don't don't blow him up though, please. <laughs> <laughs> or do. We're due. I don't know. Unless. unless. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the bug zapper got him. The bug zapper got I him. can't help it. It's so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Memories. Uh, just, I, I love the sheer scale of the entire thing. And then there's that uh, right? other movie, Ants. Yeah. They came out around like, the same time, and it was unfortunately not as good. Well, as popular, it was still good. Yeah, I definitely. Yeah, didn't, didn't I, I liked it. both of them. And then, like, I thought I, it was really I cool. How it was like, yeah. <laughs> oh man, this mantis like fighting style. What he has a whole book that he made. How cool! Yeah, <laughs> he made a whole book. You're like, I did my homework, but also. It, it sounds like he's like a D&D nerd in college. He had a biology class and then got bitten by the inspiration bug. Uh, maybe like wants to be like an entomologist or something. Yeah, yeah. Be brilliant. Maybe he's got a subclass for like digesting things. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Gross. all the stuff I have today. Diet of bugs. Like, as long as you sing Hakuna Matata every day. Uh, you have a wonderful diet of bugs. You will be king of the jungle. What a wonderful phrase! <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Yes. For the rest of your days, it's a problem free. Probably can't <laughs> sing more of that song for. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh jeez. <laughs> Disney will come after you. Sorry, <laughs> right, Disney. We just enjoy your movie. Jeez. Listen, this well. is not a Disney fan show. Quick transition to, to the Disney. No part. content creator is too small to sue. <laughs> it's so sad. It's true. <laughs> Quickly transition to the next segment of your. <laughs> Get to the next segment before Disney gets to us. Fine. <laughs> Sang their song for thirty seconds too long. <laughs> Stranger danger. Ah no, Disney, please. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. At any rate, uh, what's the biggest uh, piece of advice that you'd give uh, people on your show when it comes to DMing? Oh, God. You know. Yeah, it's your turn. Answer um, <laughs> yeah, to answer the question that I ask people, let's see. I mm. would say, let it go. More Disney. Um, like <laughs> I, uh, like my podcast is called the overprepared DM for a reason. It's because I used to write out like 
20 to 30 pages of stuff uh, before oh God, every single game. And I would oh use no. maybe three to four. And I, I was overworking myself. I was like making maps and things. But like I started having more fun uh, when the hype of making all the stuff died down. <laughs> and uh, it started feeling like work. I started having more mm. fun just letting it go. Um, just... You don't need to be perfect. You don't need to be Matt Mercer. You don't need to be Brennan Lee Mulligan. You don't need to be any of those fancy people. You just need to be you. And you just need to DM in the style that you think is fun and uh, let go because you're not writing a book that the players are following. You're writing a story for you guys to tell together mm. and uh, just let it, let it be the way that it is. And a fun story will happen along the way, whether all the hills and valleys and um things and things that you cross and the totally off topic random weddings that your party decides to do or the murder hoboing <laughs> they decide to do whatever it is just go I, along for the ride because they are going on along, along for the ride with you too i always tell people you know your players write the story just as much as you do Absolutely. I agree. I've I had players that uh, come to me and they'll be they'll straight start conspiring scenes. They're like, I got an idea. I, I want to make this thing happen. So would it be possible? Like, a, they're like, okay, sure. Uh, I'll conspire with you to make scenes happen in upcoming oh, yeah, sessions. Sure. Yeah. It's like, oh, you want you want a big grand reveal for this part of your backstory? Sure. I'll work that Absolutely. in. Just hold on. See, and, I do that you, as yeah. long as they're more willing to let go as well like mm -hmm. i don't want to like be reading their script they give me like i, I want oh, it yeah. to be something that feels natural and flowy and they also have fun with it even right. if it's not perfect because no one's perfect yeah like we <laughs> oh absolutely we, that reminds me like we had a scene where um one of our players wanted to kind of begin a fiend transformation um mm -hmm. so i was like all right so how do you what do you want to be the pivotal moment you know to embrace mm -hmm. this kind of you know effect he was like, oh, well, you know, what if I just like behead the creature, you know, and like its blood like splashes on me or something. Oh, I, was, I was like, yeah, I can run with that. I got an idea. So like during the fight, <laughs> and you remember um, our omen, you know, he runs up, he like kills it creature. He like shoots it in the face and like sees the orb inside, pulls it out, cracks it. And like there's black smoke just coats him. <laughs> That's really yeah, cool. Yeah. That sounds he starts having a seizure. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah. turned into a full like you're getting possessed situation. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. really cool. It was a very fun scene. And it kind of reminds me of uh, this one game that I ran where the, at the very beginning the players like I'm gonna play a changeling that thinks that she's an elf. And okay, <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, she was raised as a elf, and. Uh, I kind of worked with the backstory for her a little bit more. It's like, okay, well, your uncle, uh, well, adoptive uncle was like taking care of you and your adoptive father here had a daughter and she died, the uncle died. And since you would play together so much as kids, well, you kind of adopted her form not knowing any better. So he stuck raising what's effectively like uh, the representation of his daughter that died the entire time so when i hit that grand reveal with the players i i got a couple of them crying from that because big oh, reveal yeah. oh oh no the sad backstory so i got at least two of them crying yeah. i was kind of proud of that awesome. 
That's really what, cool. what led to all of that for the grand reveal was them being uh, coincidentally in the right town at the time. Mm-hmm. And my well. and <laughs> yes, Gary. <laughs> Gary, get back here and love me. Gary, you're behind Gary. my monitor. You can't do this to me. <laughs> That's awesome. I love Cat. Gary. There. Cat. Cat. Uh, anyway, <laughs> what uh, segued into the whole thing was my, uh, well, the druid of the party, the, the resident stoner offering her father a joint. In the, in the shop. <laughs> like, they didn't know that he was there. He's just a patron. It's like, hey, man, try some granddaddy perp. Amazing. Is this the same uh, campaign where they try to do the weed empire? Yes, yes. The, oh, the stoner druid trying to create his weed empire. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, this, this, the same campaign fun. where all satyrs talk like Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Naturally, naturally. You know, it sounds about right. This is about what I would expect. <laughs> well, I had a little bit of fun with that, obviously, because who doesn't want <laughs> Snoop Dogg satyrs running around uh, uh, sleeping with the, the widows of the town? That's valid. Oh, I would enjoy it if Snoop Dogg was really there. Mm. <laughs> D&D with Snoop Dogg would be the best. NPC. Like... <laughs> Man. New goal. Get Snoop Dogg to play in one of my games. Yeah. <laughs> um, Snoop Dogg, you somehow hear this, man. <laughs> Welcome to the Nerd Man, Snoop Dogg. Forgetting that Mercer. We gotta get Snoop. We get... <laughs> uh, damn, that, no, that would be a game. Snoop Dogg and Matt Mercer? Jesus. Imagine. <laughs> too, too much potential in one place. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, is there anything uh, that you'd want to plug? Uh, your podcast or uh, anything? Me? Yeah. Yeah, you. Uh, a wonderful guest here. Sure. Go ahead and talk about I suppose so. Uh, about your socials <laughs> and where the lovely listeners could find you if they wanted. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, Hi, I'm Jen, or Jen is online (laughs) on all the socials. Uh, Thank you for having me. This was a blast. Uh, You can find me, as I said, Jen is online, all the socials. I stream on Twitch Sundays and Wednesdays. Uh, I'm a variety gamer, but for the most part, I am professional voice actor, game creator, TTRPG producer and writer, and a podcast host on the Overprepared DM with the lovely person you probably already heard, Nick. Uh, oh, yeah. He's great, and I enjoy running our podcast with him. So, uh, thank you guys so much for having me. This was cool, and I liked the structure. <laughs> did I? Thank did you. I also had a like a Gen Con or something? <laughs> so yes, um, this year uh, a lot of the people that I have met online over the past three years of content creating have, uh, they all bought tickets to come out here to Denver, Colorado, and we got an Airbnb and we had our own little Gen Con. Yeah, it was super fun. We did a bunch of touristy stuff in Denver together, and uh, it was like an approved basis only of people coming, of course. But uh, it was it was super because I don't want to sleep in an Airbnb with strangers. 
right, even though they all right, technically right. were, but I've talked to them every day for three years. It doesn't feel right, like a stranger. Right. Online friends right. are real friends. Hashtag. Um, but yeah, so it was super fun. It's <laughs> awesome. It looked yeah. really fun from what I saw, and it was kind of interesting to be like, oh man, I didn't know that people could just have like their own little things. Yeah, you just I don't my know, cat's just, just jumbling the camera right back we there. Just, <laughs> Damn it, we Gary! Were just a party of. 10 to 11 people like at all times everywhere we went so it was super fun i enjoyed it awesome yeah. well, it was great having you hope you had a good time well thanks <laughs> hope i didn't divert one. the conversation too much yeah the yeah, it was pretty things. on brand <laughs> <laughs> literally what same. our show is <laughs> <Nonsense. laughs> well hell yeah i appreciate it all right guys i hope you enjoyed this episode hope you had a good fourth of july you know as oh, always yeah, you can check us out on twitter under the nerd militia we are on discord socials facebook you know youtube you know where to find us by now <laughs> get on in there yeah. you know you want to <laughs> absolutely <laughs> or else but we're hey. gonna sick the mean locks on you yeah yeah you don't go follow <laughs> Mean locks. <laughs> Where's the new wizard? Get that mean lock queen in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Podcast out. Thanks for listening to Dungeons and Talk Shows, brought to you by the Nerd Militia. Check us out on Patreon or Discord if you want to support us. And if you want to get more Nerd Militia content, you can follow us on Twitter, Reddit, Facebook, and YouTube, or really any of the usual podcasting platforms. But as always, we're nerds, so what do we know? <laughs>